And we are here to help you over the hump on this Wednesday, February 21st, 2024. Happy you could join us. Uh, we're getting ready for the Salvation Army Bed and Bread Truck uh, Radiothon on Friday. And uh, Jamie will be suitably attired. She's got her new vest. Yep, so I have a new yep. vest. The team's got their uniforms. And I was able to go on the bread truck which uh, is, last week, which is, it is enlightening. Amazing. It is. So, it is. Yeah. Rewarding. It's a great cause. Very humbling. And the gratitude that's in, in those, those faces really motivates Overwhelming. you. And so we're looking forward to that on Friday. Uh, but today is Wednesday. And uh, Jake Sullivan yesterday promising that in response to the death of Alexei Navalny, that there will be broad sanctions and what he calls a substantial package of sanctions hitting Russia's uh, power base in a number of different ways. We'll see what happens. The problem is, is that China, Iran, Turkey, Kazakhstan, they all turn around and give them loopholes and help them. <laughs> yeah. And until we start punishing them, them, right, this is going to be uh, kind of an exercise in futility, perhaps, but it's a, it's a good gesture. Uh, Donald Trump in his town hall yesterday did acknowledge uh, Alexei Navalny, called him a brave man, and then turned himself into Alexei Navalny, saying that it's happening here in America. Meantime, yet another American now in the clutches of Vladimir Putin's regime. Yes, this is a crazy story. We're talking about a ballerina who has dual citizenship with the United States and Russia arrested for raising funds to support Ukraine in its defense against the Kremlin's invasion. Her name is Senya Karolina. She's 33 years old. She became a U.S. citizen in 2021. Um, Since 2022, however, she's been, quote, this is according to Russia, involved in providing financial assistance to a foreign state and activities directed against the security of our country. And I read another article that she gave $51. 50 bucks. Yeah. To a charity supporting Ukraine. And uh, now she's in jail. Wow. And she could be there till March 30th and beyond. And she joins Evan Gershkovitz, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Whelan. Paul Whelan. Wall Street mm-hmm. Journal, of course, former Marine there. She just, you know, is a, a ballerina. Yeah. And um, taken who, who into custody. Who thought she was doing a good thing? I think, it was, I, th- I think she thought it was humanitarian relief. I don't think it was right. to be arming uh, right. Ukraine or exactly. arming yeah. them. With 50 and, bucks? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is crazy. This is why this is not. That's twenty thousand rubles, by the way, because of the sanctions. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We wish. Yeah. We right. wish. I. I jest. Meanwhile, Saturday is the second anniversary of Russia invading Ukraine. Yeah. Wow. And um, interesting thing, you know, the, the, you, you we've been hearing some Republicans, Rand Paul, notably dumping on the Ukraine aid. Uh, American Enterprise has an interesting article saying, uh, "Look, folks, that money that we're spending on arms." stays here because it goes to American defense contractors and to replenish the arms that we have. We're giving them our stuff, and then we're buying more from defense contractors. So the idea that we're sending money over there or that we're putting, you know, Ukraine first, America last, as they say, Mm -hmm. really economically doesn't tell the full story. Interesting article and a different uh, perspective on that. This drive-by shooting is so disturbing, Lloyd, with this 11-year-old girl fighting for her life. Yeah, it is. Uh, Yesterday morning, we told you about that 11-year-old, now identified as Lamara Glenn, who was critically injured in that drive-by shooting on Pennsylvania Street on Detroit's east side. Lamara was sleeping on her aunt's couch when 23 bullets tore through the residence, one striking her in the head. Now, she's been staying there to attend a better school. 
Police have taken four people into custody, ages 18 to 23, in connection with the shooting. The incident is linked to a car theft ring responsible for multiple thefts, including two at Bob Maxey Ford dealership. The stolen cars were used in Lamar's shooting and a separate murder. Detroit Police Chief James White. When you are shooting 11-year-old little girls in their home uh, where they should have some degree of safety, that's a problem not only for the police department, that's a problem for our community. It is still unclear why the home was targeted, but White confirmed it may be gang-related. Police are looking for a fifth person in connection with the shooting of Lamara, as well as members of this car theft ring. In total, 20 cars have been stolen by the ring of car thieves. That's according to DPD. And they're using them in crimes. Meantime, under the heading of what the heck is going on in our world, we've got a couple that driving a Mercedes-Benz that almost ran over a waitress because they were trying to dine and dash. Yeah, that's uh, a couple described as white in their mid to late 50s left El Camino restaurant in Kego Harbor in Oakland County without paying their full bill, which sparked a confrontation with their server. The server, you know, ran after them, tried to catch them to get that unpaid balance taken care of. The couple laughed. And tried to drive away. The server stood in front of the car only to be struck and run over by the couple, uh, leaving her with some serious injuries to her legs. The suspects were driving a Mercedes-Benz C-Class. They fled the scene. Police are actively searching for them. Fortunately, the server is expected to recover. Anybody with information urged to call Kego Harbor. They, they've got a partial plate, and it's DY9003. So you got to... Be- you got to believe there's not yeah. that many C classes out there. There you go with a DY, right? That's right. So we'll uh, we'll hope that they can get to the what a thoughtless, unbelievable. I, yeah, <laughs> just when you thought you heard it all. Yeah, <laughs> and I what, what was the tab? Fifty bucks? Oh, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, so, unbelievable. So that's what yeah. I said. Sometimes punishment in kind, I think, would be a better thing. <laughs> okay, your punishment is you get to stand in front of your own C class. Uh, Eye for an eye situation. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I'm. About, yeah. I'm, I'm there. Um, meantime, uh, Nikki Haley coming to town. She's going to be here Sunday and Monday. She's got a uh, an event in Troy on Sunday, and then a, a midday event over in Grand Rapids on Monday. She is in it to to stay. She said. It she yesterday. says, you know, uh, no matter what happens in South Carolina on Saturday, I am in it through Super Tuesday. And obviously, there there's plenty of folks willing to bankroll that. Yeah. Um, meantime. Joe Biden's got $130 million in his war chest. Uh, Republicans haven't yet filed, but as of their last filing, they only had $8 million. Mm. So there's a, there's a big war chest and financial problem there. We know that Donald Trump has been uh, successful at fundraising, but he's also spent $50 million of what he's raised on his own legal bills. Legal and bill. those, mm-hmm. those bills are only going to escalate with yeah. all these appeals and everything else that's happening. You haven't even gotten to the expensive part And there's yet. interest on his judgment. Well, yeah. yeah, there's interest on his judgment, which takes it to about $450 million. Plus, he has to put up escrow to mount the appeal. Right. And and this, we, we you know, we got into this with a little bit with Matthew Schneider yesterday. Yes, they've slammed the door on using New York banks to borrow money for that escrow. But the other thing is, other banks, I mean, even Deutsche Bank, which has done a lot of business with Donald Trump, they still answer to shareholders. And I heard a guy say yesterday, um, you're going to have a tough time saying that Donald Trump is a good risk right now. So he may find himself really in, in some severe difficulty in terms of raising money to do that. Uh, with Nikki Haley coming here, however, the uh, new Suffolk poll, USA Today, coming out showing that she has 35% of the vote in her own home state. Donald Trump has 63%. And when you dig deeper into those numbers, 
Amongst Republicans, she trails 72 to 25. She leads with independents 53 to 46, which suggests she would do pretty well in the general, Mm -hmm. but she's going to have a devil of a time getting through the primaries. And speaking of primaries, Gail and I voted yesterday with the early voting. It was fast. It was hugely convenient. And I think we were number voters seven and eight in four days of early voting. Not in one day, in four days. In four days. They had six people vote there before we came in. And and that means that the average number per day is two voters per day. There are three people manning the polling place. <laughs> uh, statewide, it's 18,000-plus people that have voted, or not including yesterday's totals, but that's from the Secretary of State. But that's against more than 700,000 people that have voted by absentee. And when I broke it down, of all the people that have voted early thus far, only 2.5% have voted in person early. So I know it's a primary. I know that we'd probably do better in the general. Mm-hmm. But this is a huge amount of expense for these municipalities, townships, and, and, and counties to mount this for, for what, 2.5% of the voters right. yeah. at this point? I mean, it, it may get up to 5% by the time we're, we're all through the early voting period. It is showing people are doing it early. I still just go on the day of, but... Yeah, that wasn't yeah. an option for us because we're going to be, uh, Gail's going to be out of town at least, and so I went with her. Uh, but, you know, we'll, it, it's just, it begs the question, yes, we asked to do this, voters passed it, but it's, a, it's take expensive advantage. and yeah. uh, too few people. We've got to get ready, too, because it, it'll probably, like you said, it'll probably be more people in November, so this is kind of like a... It's a, a run, a, it's a good test run. Test but run, but it's kind of, kind of expensive, though. At least for me, disappointing, because I, yeah. I, I had hoped that the absentee voters would shift to early voting because at least it gives the impression of being more secure. You mm-hmm. can see your vote wasn't a spoiled ballot. That's right. Which was nice yesterday. Um, we'll uh, get to more headlines when we come back. I'm uh, going to be talking about a United Nations Security Council vote that went through uh, it, they, we had been hearing that the U.S. was going to support a partial ceasefire in Gaza. It didn't turn out that way. So what happened? We'll find out from our Fox News correspondent as we get you ready for Wednesday here on AM 760 WJR.